The risk of trading futures and options can be substantial. All information, publications, and material used and distributed by Advanced Trading Incorporated shall be construed as solicitation. ATI does not maintain an independent research department as defined in CFTC Regulation 1.71. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed by Advanced Trading Incorporated. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Good morning. Happy Friday. Thank you for joining us. We have so many good slides. It took us an extra minute or two to pop them in there. Connor B., Brady Huck, breaking it down. I want to talk outside markets. I'm going to back out, drive the charts. We have a USDA report at 11 o'clock. Advanced Trading ATA, ATI Pro Media is going to go live at 1055. We're going to break down the numbers. You're going to get to watch it real time. Couple things that are very concerning. You're all out there in the egg space worried about the number. I am worried. Why is gold up $43? Why is silver up a dollar? Why is crude up $250? Why is natural gas up $250? We have a blizzard, and the title of today's show is Blizzard of Information. Connor, Brady, welcome to the show. You guys take over. Looks like we have a good bunch of people watching. I will click and drive from behind. If you want me to pop back on, just give me a holler. We always want you, Tommy. So we'll just go ahead and count on that. But you want Tommy, you want to touch we'll we'll let him talk outside markets later. Brady, we got a USDA report. I don't know if you've heard. Today, Today's the day. Today we've been waiting for it for day. a while. One of the biggest reports of the year. Got a couple of them each year, but yep. Yeah. This is a big absolutely. One. Let's deep dive. You want to start uh just start break down some of these numbers. Okay. Us. Yep. Um snapshot of estimates for today's reports. Um gonna be eyes on US supply adjustments, any adjustments the, the USDA makes to the 23-24 balance sheet. Um, looking back at the December carryout, 2.1 billion bushel carryout for corn ending stocks. Trades looking for similar to maybe a little little light, a little uh, little smaller carryout there. Um, beans and wheat. Looking, the average estimate is unchanged, but the ranges are big. And which side of those ranges will will the estimates and the numbers fall on for the U.S. balance sheet? That could di- dictate what the how the market reacts. Um, right. South America is going to be some no- an, another number to watch in there. I don't think they're on this little snapshot. No, but definitely watching to see. Um, yeah, what that. what the USDA changes there. And we had uh, our head of research, Cesar Cruz, did a longer breakout. Um, if you want to do breakout more of the balance sheet, I encourage you to watch that one. But yeah, speaking of South America, right? We had Conab estimates earlier this week. They're much lower than what the USDA was in December. They're lower than even what we have in range of estimates uh, going to USDA. So interesting 
to see we'll be paying close attention to what South America is. And then at the top, the 23 crop production, right? When I look at that, Brady, I see uh, the average estimates. It's a narrow range on where they think the um, 23 crop is going to come in at, right? Where uh, December estimate was a 15.2 on corn. Average estimate is right in that range and not a big uh not a big range on that, right? Most analysts are not expecting any uh, big move in that. That yep. doesn't necessarily mean that we're not going to see any big moves, right? Sometimes it's the opposite when traders expect a narrow range and they come in with a, a curveball or something like that. That's when we could see fireworks in the market. Exactly. So, yeah. What's going to yeah. surprise the trade? What what are they not expecting and which, which way is the boat tipping too heavily? Um, Absolutely. I'm wondering, you know, as soon as we get past this report, 2023 is old crop. It's old news. It's behind us. We're going to have some demand adjustments going forward, but, but, but it's a great pivot point into 24 and looking out to next year as we get this report behind us. Yep. This report also is going to be the final yield number, right? We're going to know it'll be set for 2023 and we'll see where they come in with that. If you can remember, they, um, if we do a quick history lesson on 23, they slowly lowered yield going into November, December. We've raised it the past couple reports slightly. So we'll see where that is. Are they going to continue to raise the yield uh, or just keep it unchanged? So we'll see where that is. Um, yep. Like Tommy handed real quick. I want to throw this up. I don't think we, I think live at 1055. We're coming back in live at 1055. Connor, Tommy, myself. Yes. I'm break down the reports for you all when they come out. Um, then ATI is going to come back after the close and uh, we'll have some commercial brokers doing a deeper dive of the report numbers afterwards. Giving us a little more color there. Yeah. So make sure to tune in for that one. Here's a chart. I love to look at this one. Just this is the average price movement the day of the USDA report. So we can see how much it moved. Did we go up and down the past uh, 15 years, right? On this January report. March corn futures. Is that right? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. So go ahead. Looks like it moves or it doesn't, right? It's either a 20, <laughs> 20 30, 40 cent move or nothing. So yeah. maybe which side it, will it, we be on today? Will it be a dud right. or? Right. If it's low volatility, high volatility, up, down, it's honestly a crapshoot. Don't, don't mess with trying to trade a USDA report, right? Your marketing plan should not be different or shouldn't be changed because you have a bias going into this report. It is it is a coin flip. The USDA, it's it's near impossible to predict what numbers we're going to see here in uh, three in two hours. I'm sorry. So, But as we can look at that, the big negative, we really haven't had a big negative report. 2012, the 10, 9, right? I hope that doesn't mean we're due. due. I'm not even going to say that. We're not even going to talk about that. But really, the past 10 years, outside of a couple of years, it's been a low volatility for corn. Mm-hmm. So. Same, similar on beans. It's been a little bit more positive, a little bit more uh, movement, but similar story looking at that, right, Brady? Yep, very similar. 20, 40, maybe 60 cent moves versus, uh, ver- yeah, versus corn at 20 to 30. Yep. And so, and then um, leading into the report, right, we're not expecting a whole lot of moves. The um, traders, the market's going to wait to digest that information. We've got corn down a little bit. Beans are up three call it four we got we got march beans up close to four and so we will see where that is what we got here we got tommy driving in the background we've got may corn it looks like and we're may beans i am may sorry. beans yeah yeah may beans. 
And so certainly some downside left there on the chart um, back going back to that May time frame. It looks like that we could go retrace. But boy, howdy, we've had a heck of a move lower since uh, since the fall um, there. Yeah. And What's these 24, these 24 corn, yep. these 24 corn, we're sitting right here at 488. Previous low was it earlier this week was at a 486. It'd be very nice to hold that level. Um and maybe getting even a little bit of a bounce would be nice. Mm-hmm. What yeah. else are we doing? This is fun. Five. We got we got Tommy just pulling up charts and we're, we're breaking them down. <laughs> we don't know where we're going, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> With that, we got a few questions, Brady. If you want to break them down, Luke, happy Friday, Luke. Hope things are good with you. Uh, last year wasn't very profitable for the Safrina corn crop. Our corn price is low enough to discourage Safrina corn acres this year. Yep. I've, I read some commentary and I'm by far an expert on really anything, um, <laughs> but uh, um, read some comments about Safrina corn being uh, kind of like double crop beans where we just don't, we don't attribute a cost to them. We plant them. We don't attribute a cost. It is what it is. And I, I think the South American farmer is going to look at it the, the same this year. Um, the biggest concern to me about the Safrina crop is when will harvest come and wh- or when will the bean harvest come and when will we get that crop in and will it yep. push it out into that drought, um, that dry season. Um, but the Safrina crop is a massive crop down there and very, um, very influential to the U.S. corn export yeah. program. Uh, Cesar talked uh, yesterday. He did a fantastic job of breaking it down. Uh, Safrina crop, right? If I'm practicing up my Portuguese, means little crop, but it actually accounts for around like over 70% of their corn production. It's 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 by far and away their biggest corn acre, and it's the one that it's their main thing that they export. That's their exportable corn crop. This first, first corn crop um, that they've started planning and doing that. Most of that stays in house. The safrina crop is one they're going to handle, uh, is one they're going to export. Uh, one thing that Cesar made a great point on with this late planted bean acres and late planted bean crop we saw in Brazil, right? That has repercussions. And so as, as, um, it will continue to push back that safrina corn crop planting. So if you're looking for opportunity, Luke, right? We could see that export window hopefully possibly widen this summer to where maybe we have a better shot this summer at being the uh, um, main exporter of corn if they have that late planting on the safrina corn crop. So, hey, hey, Luke, before we go, send us an email, info at atipromedia.com. We want to know who you are and where you're from, and we want to get more <laughs> information to you. So make sure you send us an email. We'd love to get in touch with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for the comment. Okay, I think with that, Brady, unless Tommy G wants to jump back on, we'll see you guys again at 10.55, breaking down the report. I got, I got one more thing before we jump real quick, if you got yeah, time for it. it. There's this Absolutely. overlay here. This is a snapshot of the week two corn options. Um, take that ticker off the bottom there. Um, but it just highlights the 470 call open interest out there. There's 6,000 um, call open interest on the week two. that are, They expire today at the close at the market close um, we saw an increase of 4000 contracts yesterday they traded wow. for around a penny um, but just just really interesting option activity going into a report typically when options are coming off you see open interest decline and somebody somebody uh, put a bet out there that they either would or would not see 470 today so be an interesting day we'll be back at 1055 absolutely all right hey ha- everyone have a good one
Thanks for joining us. We're here every day, 9 a.m. Central. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you next time.